0: Welcome again to Our Streets. Lynn Fisher here with my buddy, Kurt Elder, as always. How you doing, Kurt? Well, I'm well, I, 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 and I hope you are as well. Well, I'm uh, I'm kind of in the middle of a non-COVID uh, uh, situation here. I'm wearing a mask in the office to not spread whatever it is, but it's not COVID. Isn't that interesting? So I apologize if I have a little uh, funny voice today, but- No, no, you sound good. We'll, we'll carry on. So today on our show, we have Juan Carlos Huertas and, uh, hello, Juan Carlos. Hey, how are you? It's nice to be with Good. you. Great. So tell our listeners about yourself. Um, you know, where'd you come from? What are you all about? And then, uh, Kurt will talk about, after you introduce yourself, he'll talk about the specific subject that we're going to talk to you about today. So welcome to the show.
1: Oh what a joy it is to be with both of you today! Um, well, I'm the minister of proclamation and practice of justice at First Plymouth Church here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and um, I arrived here about a year ago from after pastoring in Louisiana for about 16 years. I'm originally from Puerto Rico and have been, you know, pastoring and uh, doing kind of this kind of work in church uh, for all these years, and it's just really neat to be doing it here in Lincoln, in the Lincoln community, near South neighborhood, and with the amazing people at First Plymouth Church. Sure, if I could just go a bit deeper into that, you know, people will uh,
2: will enter the pasture field for a number of reasons. There's a calling, there's a feeling, and just so we can get some context for how that relates to the program that we're gonna talk about here, which is First Plymouth's medical debt relief program. When we when, when we think about those two things, are 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 they connected or are
1: they just, you know, this is part of the gig? For me, they're deep. Okay, so they're deeply connected to me. So I I grew up in in a home where my father was the local church pastor in Puerto Rico. Um, I grew up um, kind of understanding the church to be a place deeply rooted in the local community where it was at. Geographically, right in that little corner of that of that city that I grew up in, um, with all the stuff of life of that community, uh, the the celebrations and the joys and the heartbreaks, and also the needs, and um, and so the church was a a community that came alongside the the actual human need and the actual human joy and the actual human being in the world. And so for me, pastoral ministry was rooted in leading a group of people into that real kind of stuff of life, uh, telling stories of faith and life, uh, guiding the community in its kind of ritual life, and then for sure, leading them into being more present to their neighbors and neighborhood. So, so my calling was rooted in being that kind of uh, religious leader, if you want to call it that, uh, gatherer, ritual leader, storyteller and so for sure yeah exactly oh potster. uh (laughs) so for sure it's rooted in that so my calling certainly is rooted in that kind of way of being in the world and uh and one of the things that attracted me to to come to first plymouth was the opportunity to live my pastoral life in that way uh in 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 this community in this neighborhood in this season of life too Right? So, so my calling is not just rooted in, in ritual and community and neighborhood, social also rooted in place and time. Uh, and that's a whole nother show for y'all. Uh, that's just, all right. No, no <laughs> worries. So 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 today we, so for the past couple of months,
2: I, I have seen um, bits and pieces of some of the work that you have been doing within the near South neighborhood around the idea of medical debt relief. And, and, and working through that. And I thought to myself, well, that's really neat. I mean, that'd be something that I would, that I just want to learn more about. Then, you know, time goes on, that kind of slides to the side, but then I've seen more articles come about it. And like, what? No, this is the time, let's just do this. And so if you could give us a high level view of what it is that you are doing, we'll then uh, after that get into s- specifics of how, how to get started, X, Y, Z. So what's the high level bit of medical debt relief within First Plymouth, within the near South neighborhood? What's that look
1: like? So the first thing is something that I think many of us uh, are much more aware of today, which is the pandemic um, and going through this pandemic season kind of brought forth, uh, made known, revealed, brought to the surface the reality that that's been there for a long time which is the growing health inequities in our communities and, and the high cost of healthcare in, in, in the United States uh, and right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, right? So, so when we began to think about our community and our neighborhood and, and what, what's something that could create actual visible concrete impact, good news to our neighbors. Um, we, we saw this and went, uh, yeah, this is, this is one of the pieces. Uh, that that are part of people's lives right now, and what's fascinating is that it's not just about you know we tend to think of of the person who is in extreme poverty, uh, and certainly we have those cases in Lincoln, Nebraska, but really the, the medical debt initiative it, it hits at the reality that this issue of medical debt actually cuts across socioeconomic lines into the middle class. So this is not just people who are destitute. The majority of our folk, and if you look at the national numbers, they tell us this, are people who are who are working class, lower middle class and solidly middle class. Uh, these are folks, many of whom, a simple majority of whom have health insurance of some type. Uh, they're really underinsured. And so we began to say, my gosh, this is something that, that really our neighbors are struggling with. And so we began to imagine how could we help um, our neighbors in this particular way and how we could do it uh, in a way that uh, that really meant something to these neighbors um, and how could we help uh, our community at first Plymouth but also our other community members come alongside us in this work uh, so um, so I can um, I can take a moment if it's cool with you to tell you kind of some of the uh, structure of this of this initiative is that is that cool? If I give no, you some, no, that would be just fine. I got some questions ready okay. for you
2: afterwards, but go for it. It seems like you okay. are uh, passionate right now, and let's just keep it going. All
1: right, so so we decided. So there there are some national nonprofits that are helping uh, alleviate medical debt nationally, and we we kind of made some of those connect points. And the issue with those uh, were that they we could buy debt. Uh, significantly cheaper in other, in other states, in other regions of the, of the United States. But we had a real difficulty finding those packages of medical debt in Lincoln, Nebraska. And so we began to say, well, but we really want to help our neighbors, not just uh, neighbors in general, but our literal geographic neighbors in the near South neighborhood. And so we made a decision, which is to uh, come alongside a, a corporation, a debt collection corporation, and to uh, retire medical debt from their portfolio of debt that they already had available in Lincoln, Nebraska, beginning in the zip codes surrounding First Plymouth Church, beginning in the streets and the neighborhoods surrounding First Plymouth Church. And then expanding it as needed uh, across uh, Central Lincoln and then through the city of Lincoln as the, as this initiative uh, goes forth. And here's how, how that works. So we we raise money, and then about once a month we have a small team of folks from First Plymouth Church who gather and we look at a portfolios of debt. And and this is this is a anonymized set so that way we protect people's confidentiality and HIPAA laws. So we have no idea who these folks are. All we know is that they live around us. We know how much they owe. We also have a general characteristic, like, hey, single mom, three kids, paying 50 bucks a month. Um, Older adult, retired, paying $100 a month on this amount of debt. So we have the the amount they owe, the amount they pay per month uh, on average, and and kind of a general kind of biographical information just to kind of help us hear some stories out of these uh spreadsheets right but you have no addresses no nothing no we have no addresses we have no names no first names no last names we have no phone numbers all we know is that they live somewhere around first Plymouth church broadly in central lincoln and that they owe this much uh in medical debt so we then go down the list and um since then, you know, we, we kind of choose these accounts. And one of the cool things, and the national numbers show us this, is that the majority of folks in these portfolios of debt owe less than a thousand dollars. So this idea that medical debt is this, like millions and millions of dollars per person, it's really not. The majority of folks owe less than a thousand dollars, something like 80% of them owe less than 10,000. So again, it kind of shows you the, the magnitude of this issue around our community, uh, but also it shows just Kind of how manageable it would be if more people came alongside and help us in this effort. So then we we literally take it and we retire the debt once a month, and and then um, that that way also allows us to um, to do this work in a very equitable way, right? Um, We're not like prioritizing, you know, the person who lives right next to first limit church right we're not prioritizing any other demographical marker the anonymized set allows us to literally just say hey here's so much money we've raised here's what we can retire and we go at that uh every month and uh that's a pretty that's a pretty cool thing uh to be part of this of this process so then the person gets a letter that says hey you know you owe this much to us uh, First Plymouth Church has retired your debt, and if you want to reach out to them, here's an email. You can write them a note, and here's a phone number. Um, and you know your debt has been retired. So that's how the person figures it out. Yeah.
2: You know, no. Just for our listeners' context, you know, nationally speaking, it's about six out of ten people households cannot afford a a a um, like a thousand dollar of like like 500 to a thousand dollar medical emergency of any kind and this, and this the percent of Americans that have less than a thousand dollars in their savings account is closer to 70 percent yes and so when we talk about you know being under medically served you know there's a reason they're in that situation because we've all taken that high deductible plan at some point in our life because it's just better right and so you know if you have a kid who gets sick you don't have appropriate care you go to urgent care well that's a couple hundred bucks and a couple of those plus medication costs it's it's not unfathomable to get into the situation if you're just trying your best just to get by
1: no no, no, all and, and listen it happened to, it happened to me about a decade ago maybe less than that where you know we both both my spouse and i had jobs with a high deductible plan and um i ended up needing two endoscopies back to back and I, I had enough money saved up to pay for the first endoscopy, right? But then, then the second endoscopy came, and it was $1,000 um, out of pocket that I had to, you know, pay, and I didn't have it. I, I, had, I had saved up for the first one. So then I ended up in a, in a situation where I paid $100 a month to, to the center, diagnostic center that I was with, for a year. So I ended up paying twelve hundred dollars for the thousand dollar uh you know endoscopy. And and again, um, that that's a pretty high rate of interest, right? <laughs> uh, that I ended up paying. And and thankfully I had the hundred dollars a month to pay it. But it still took me over, you know, he actually ended up taking me over a year to pay it off. Um and so I know in my own life how that happened so easily. And again, we're talking two working adults with with health insurance who happen to have this situation that they didn't expect, right? A back-to-back set of diagnostic tests uh, that they needed. So I think I think you're right. This is not a, we shouldn't see this as an anomaly in our country, unfortunately. This is something that is happening a lot and that should, that should give us a pause, uh, but should help us also think about this issue. And speaking of pause, Lynn,
0: we're about our halfway point, aren't we? We, we are, so we're gonna take a short break. So don't go anywhere. We'll continue this really interesting conversation with uh, Juan Carlos, uh, and so we'll be right back. Thanks for staying with us here on our street, Lynn Fisher and Kurt Elder having a conversation with uh, Pastor Juan Carlos Huertas, and he is at uh, First Plymouth Church. And so, um, Kurt, go ahead and uh, dive back in on this great uh, information. Yeah, so just for our
2: listeners' sake, those that are just joining us at the break, we're learning more about First Plymouth's medical debt relief program within the neighborhood uh, surrounding First Plymouth, well, actually within the zip codes surrounding First Plymouth, but also within the broader community as a whole. In the first half, we learned more about the broad idea, how uh, Juan Carlos finds his connection to his, you no know, entry into pastoring with this idea. And over the break, a, a couple of questions came to my mind. When When you said that you're retiring medical debt within the neighborhood's zip codes around First Plymouth, one, a zip code is a really large area. So first question would be, what zip code are you in? And two, what's the total amount of medical debt that is in that zip code right now?
1: So uh, First Plymouth is in 68502. Um, But it's also like, uh really close to uh to one of our other zip codes in town um more importantly what we've been able to do is to really think more narrowly around streets within those zip codes right um so for for example um you know the near south neighborhood we're thinking you know south street g street uh 27th and 17th street right that's a little narrower mm-hmm. so we thankful thankful to this partner of ours who has been gracious enough to allow us to begin there so that's actually the first kind of narrow point so they take their spreadsheet they run a zip code report and then and then they kind of narrow it they start there they start within those streets uh, in the near south neighborhood proper and then, and then we begin expanding depending on how many accounts, right? Depending on how much money we've got. So our first expansion certainly is to kind of the North Twenty Seven corridor. Um, then, then we also like Everett, Everett uh, kind of neighborhood, South Downtown, right? Um, so we're so we begin, uh, we begin with a zip code, but then we 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 thankful with our partner that begins to kind of narrow it down. And then, so much of that depends upon, in terms of the amount of that, so much of that depends on, on the rhythms of life in in the debt collection kind of agency uh, type of seasoning, right? So, for example, um, one month because we collected a significant amount, the the spreadsheet we received had about a hundred and forty thousand dollars worth of medical debt in it, right? Um, what I find fascinating is that since we kind of do it month to month, the number, so we often have retired the thousand and less pretty quickly, right? We kind of start there, but the number of thousand and less accounts that keeps on popping up each month we do it. That tells you the number of new debt that kind of uh, enters into the the pipeline, and so it looks like, um, for example, all I know is that now we've we've retired enough debt that we've begun to have to expand that circle even wider, right? So we we are now kind of fully in Central Lincoln, North 27th Street corridor. And my hunch is that by the fall, we're gonna really be covering a big chunk of the city of Lincoln problem, right? Just because of the impact of this this effort. Um, Again, there's always new debt. So, you know, we always say, when you're dealing the shifting, when you're dealing the sorting, sure. every month we say, go back to New South. Let's start there again. Sure. Is there any new debt there? So that's that's how I will answer that question.
2: If, if I could just give a clarifying question too, because I'm not good at this. And I think this is gonna be going to lead into Lynn's question that he had. So we have medical debt, but then we also have debt collection agencies who sometimes will settle for less than the full amount you aren't at that second stage. You are working with the primary lender to pay off that primary debt, and not at a discounted rate, but just at a rate
1: that that they have. Right. What's so, right? yeah. So in Lincoln, um, in Lincoln, there's three primary debt collection corporations, um, uh, and we we reached out to those. Um, one of them uh, responded very quickly and was very happy to work with us. Um, their portfolio so so i mean this will be another show around debt (laughs) corporate debt collection corporations so Um, much to learn right there's a lot to learn but but from what i know just from my end um the debt collection corporations buy debt or procure debt or whatever they want to call it in, in a variety of ways and their portfolios of debt vary so like one of the debt collection corporations we contacted they didn't have any medical debt on their portfolio so they couldn't help us right uh the one we we came with had had some of that in their portfolio a significant amount of, of that kind of debt in their portfolio um we thought about going directly to a uh, medical service providers right and and kind of broker uh some kind of agreement. that would have required a lot more uh a bigger group of folks at the first of Church. Yeah, more paperwork, more, more like players. So we decided to go with this model um, that we learned from one of, a national, one of the national nonprofits that deals with this, which is to go directly to the uh, medical debt sure. collection corporations, and then having this uh, conversation with them to retire that debt. So we're going directly to them. So this is debt that is already in collections, yep. right? And, but it hasn't had a judgment on it yet which is again, you, you should invite someone to your show that speaks uh, this kind of language. Um, so we are catching it in that particular point uh, okay. in between. So we have about 10 minutes left and
2: I like to end the show with a couple of things. One being like, how can people get involved? If you wanna be involved? to tell some of the success stories. But during the break, Lynn, you had also brought up this facet of how this topic intersects with your world, could you tell me with that? And and, and then um, then Juan Carlos, could you tell me what you think about
0: that? Yeah, it's uh, it's been a uh, a part of our business in the you know property management business and landlording business that here in the last I guess it's really just been a few months that the the uh, credit reporting agencies have come up with a way of changing people's credit scores by uh, either discounting or, or disregarding in some cases, uh, medical debt, which has really helped a lot of people to increase their scores and make them more qualified to uh, to rent or to get credit in other ways. So, so I think that's been a real positive because even before that, in our case, we would manually discount medical debt for people who have those kinds of uh, problems in the past, because in most cases, it's not something that they had any particular control over. It was just uh, a matter of, uh, you know, bad luck or fate, that they had medical issues that came up and uh, created these problems for them. So the credit reporting agencies, I think recognize that, that it's it's not a reflection of poor money management. It's just simply a matter of bad luck uh, in a lot of cases.
1: And I am really glad, I I was telling Lynn that I'm so glad that that's the case and that now it's up to us to make sure if you're in any of these industries that relies on credit reporting, that you make sure that that the credit reporting agencies are indeed doing that, eliminating medical debt. And if they're not, that you report it to them, right? Because it it is that kind of enforcement at, at the level of the people who need these credit reports that makes it more just to the people who are attempting, like you said, Lynn, they just to them to live their lives. This is no reflection on, on their character in any way. Um, so I'm really thankful for that. And um, so now, now stories, huh? Oh, close to that. So we're, 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 we're almost there. So
2: just give me some big, big numbers. You started a certain time ago and you, you helped, how, how many people, how many households, how much, what's the total debt relief that you've done so far? And I, I, I didn't want to start with those two things and then go into how can people be involved?
1: Yeah, so we, we collected about $270,000 uh, towards retiring medical debt up to last week. Uh, we have helped uh, close to 200 households uh, across the you know, middle Lincoln up, up to this point. And we'll, we're about to go, we're in a little summer hiatus for the month to month. So we're about to gather at the end of August to do another uh, round of retirement of debt and um and we've made a significant impact in in people's lives in that in that kind of way and and we look forward to our continued efforts so we began the initiative march 1st and it's going to run till uh i think april 17th of 2023 so we still have a, a long ways to go and and, and just to make sure that i have this right when you get the
2: list of debts you, you don't know what the procedure was or anything right you just know that this person has a debt of certain amount and we choose to help because we can. Correct. Correct. We don't know. We don't know what the procedure is. We don't know any details right. uh, at all. Right. Could have been three root canals, or just a, just a big X-ray package. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or or a diagnostic center thing. You know. Or a five five visits to the urgent care. You know. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah.
2: So if people want to get involved, um, one there's always you know you know. Um, Let's say that someone wants to get involved, but they're not a member of your congregation.
1: How can they be involved? They can go to firstplymouth.org, our website, and there's a portal there for medical debt. And that gives you a direct way to give to the initiative. I want to re- remind people that every dollar that you give towards that initiative goes to retire medical debt. In other words, First Plymouth Church, it's absorbing all the administrative costs to make this initiative happen. Uh, which is really cool, right? Um, so every dollar you give to that medical debt initiative on our website uh, goes to that effort. So that's one way in which you can, you can be part of this effort. The other way that I wanna encourage folks uh, to be part of this effort is this fall in September, we're gonna be uh, providing what we're calling a medical debt educational initiative. We're gonna be bringing in some workshops, we're gonna be bringing in some panel discussions, we're gonna be bringing in some keynote speakers, to inform us of a lot of these issues that we've discussed today from people who actually know a lot more about them, including navigating your medical bill and those kinds of things. And that's gonna happen on the campus of First Plymouth Church at the corner of 20th and D. And, and we're gonna let people know about it through social media, but that's another way that you can sure. get informed so you can find other ways to say, what can we do about this now and into the future?
2: So last question in our last couple of minutes would be, I know that the uh, company will say to the person whose debt's paid off, it's been paid off, it was paid off by this group, do you wanna reach out? Have you had people reach out to you? And and can you give us an example of one story where someone might have reached back out to you and just said, thank you?
1: We've had a number of folks reach out in a variety of ways. A few folks have even stopped by the campus at the corner of 20th and D uh, and said hello to us. Others have called or sent emails. Um, a few stories strike me. One of them was a story from someone who, who wrote us back, and they couldn't believe the letter. They thought this was a fake, <laughs> so they called the debt collection corporation, and they're like, "You know, I received this letter with your with with your stationery on it, um, and it says that this is paid off, right? Um, and and I know this cannot be fake. You know what's going on? This can be fake. And they were like, "No, no, it's not fake at all. Uh, this actually." has been retired your dad has been retired so this person writes to us and says this was a miracle i didn't i didn't believe in miracles but now i do this was a miracle um so that's one story the other story from someone who was one of our neighbors who stopped by our congregation uh our church building really and and uh brought the letter with them <laughs> and they came in you know and and again remember we don't know you know, this is a, an anonymous set of, of lists. It's a, it's a list on a spreadsheet. So this person came and brought the letter and just wanted to, to, to say thank you. And then at some point they said to me, do you mind if I give you a hug? And so they gave me this big hug and just had tears in their eyes. They just couldn't believe that this had happened to them. So those are just two of a variety of stories that we're hearing from people Perfect. who have received the help. Well, I think we're at the end of our time, Lynn.
2: are are, are, you do you have any questions or do you want to
0: take us out no i think we've covered it quite well and i really really enjoyed this conversation juan carlos about uh, the great work that you're doing over there so um it's great for the community so for kurt elder lynn fisher saying thanks again for spending time with us here on our street and we'll see you next week